passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. on Mike. This is Drive-By Wrestling. And Mike, uh, you are, shall we say, on location? I am on location in Louisville at the Louder Than Life Festival. I am in my hotel parking lot right now because my wife is getting ready in our hotel room. Uh, I am about a three-minute walk from the venue. We might hear some sound check while this is going on. Literally walked outside and all it was was sound check. Hey, my friends just pulled up. Hey, friends, I'm recording a podcast right now. <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. You guys are on the podcast. Let's drink in a couple hours. Okay, let me finish recording this podcast and then shower. Okay. Anyway, my friends just got back from breakfast. I ran into a dude that I worked with 10 years ago at fucking AT&T. He's going to come fucking party with me. Uh, about to see <laughs> Slipknot tonight for my second time this fucking year. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know who else. So many people. I saw Tenacious D and Nine Inch Nails last night. Could check them off the fucking bucket list. Nine Inch Highly Nails suspect. Is a great live show. Fucking great live show. Highly suspect. Put on a great show. Their lead singer must have put on a hundred goddamn pounds. I didn't even think it was him when he came out. I was like, who the fuck is this fat guy looking like Jelly Roll out here? I really thought it was Jelly Roll. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just the lead singer, highly suspect. And it was funny. On the way, my wife was like, he's so hot. And then we got there, and I was like, so he's hot, huh? <laughs> wow. Well, I guess life does happen sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, this is going to be... A different kind of episode. Mike and I are going to catch up on uh, a little bit of the Grand Slam happenings, and then I'm going to let Mike enjoy the rest of his fun-filled weekend, and then you're going to spend some one-on-one time with me as we talk a little bit about uh, a white rabbit? Uh, Yeah, I don't... uh, uh, I do not uh, partake in fan theories and speculation. (laughs) So you will be riding that one alone. You know, honestly, who would have been a great person to have on for the fan theories and speculation, bud? Little Ryan. Daniel. Little Daniel. Oh, yes, Daniel. Yes. Uh, Daniel come on with his little creepy German voice and be like, well, let me tell you what the white rabbit means, Michael. The white rabbit is an occult symbol that was used many years ago. And then, like, you're going to not sleep at night. <laughs> Speaking of White Rabbit, or uh, of Daniel, actually, uh, the the calling you on Skype uh, sure brought back memories. Anyway, uh, Grand Slam this week, there's really two things I want to touch with you. Um, first, I'm going to say first and foremost, boy, were we wrong. We definitely didn't put that title on Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, did we? Man, they fucked up. But here's the thing. <laughs> they were telegraphing it the whole time. Telegraphing yeah. it the whole time, man. MJF's been talking shit about Mox for three weeks now since he came back. It's telegraphed the entire time. It's the most telegraphed thing AEW's ever done. And Fair. honestly, if you're going to like crown MJF, who better for him to beat 
Who's a better option? Brian Danielson's going to get the title and hold it for fucking two weeks, three weeks, and lose it? Or you beat basically the Hogan right. of AEW, a man who's only lost, what, four singles matches? Three? Yeah, three-time champion. Three-time wow. champion? Dude, you beat this guy, you're a fucking made man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it makes mm-hmm. sense. It makes sense. Like, this is the guy to beat to make MJF. And please, God, Tony, make it clean. Make it fucking clean, man. He can't heal victory this way. Uh, I yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, like I'm, I'm with you like, on that. A heel, <laughs> a heel win will be nice because he'll be the champion. Don't get me wrong, man. But, like, bro, you got to anoint this man. Okay. Yeah. And you can't anoint someone with a tainted victory. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty spot on. He can then go forward keeping it with tainted victories, and that's fine. Yes. Uh, I mean, shit, Roman's done it. You know what I mean? Yes. But, like, I mean, if you're going to fucking anoint someone, the guy, like, this is it, like, it's got to be a clean one, man. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I also, uh, it was kind of. Express, I think, is the word that I want to use. That MJF can use this chip almost like a money in the bank contract, uh, like a cash in situation. Yeah. yeah, that 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 also would work. But it seems, look, man, he's been talking too much shit, right, for a run in, right. And I could even see it being less of a run in and more of a if they wanted to. Do it a little heelish, like Mox has a match, wins the match, possibly even, you know, easily, but did have a match, and then MJF comes down, you know, oh, we're not done yet tonight, buddy. Yeah. And and doesn't so much jump him, but catches him off guard, if that makes more sense. Yes, um, yes. And Ign- that would... Ig- ignore the extra noise. I had to open the car door to get some air. <laughs> Hey, you're all good. Listen, you all are lucky that I even got this man on the line right now, okay? See? Right. Do you guys actually don't know the hoops we had to get? <laughs> like, we had to jump through some real fucking hoops to get here today. I'm sitting in a customer's parking lot. I mean, I'm waiting for them to get here anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But, you know, uh, here we are, guys. Here we are. Anyway, all right, one other big thing that happened. I have thoughts. That vary depending on a lot of things. Uh, Paige, a.k.a. Man, they have a lot of pages there. I know that's not her name. Um, is Soraya. it pronounced Soraya? Yeah. Except it's pronounced differently. Like, when they said it on the show, I was like, oh, that's how you say it. It's like Soraya or, or something. Right. Uh, the artist formerly known as Paige from WWE. Ooh. Uh, made her AEW debut following the uh, women's. Is it still an interim title? Right. Yeah, I think. Okay. Uh, hey, there's a point in times where I forgot who that uh, Thunder Rosa was even in that company while she was champion. So there's that. Um, interim women's championship match. Uh, Post match. She comes out. Uh, Let's talk about the pop. Let's talk about the pop. Yeah, great pop. This Massive shit was pop. this shit was Hunter coming back from injury pop. 
Mm-hmm. Like this was a like I think in like modern wrestling, that's the one we all define as like the fucking pop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, man, this was fucking close, wasn't it? This it was, was good. I'm coming back, man. She had like yep. almost the same reaction. Yep. And I'm not yep. gonna say it was on those levels, but goddamn, that's the biggest pop a woman has had in that fucking company. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That and shit was unreal. I was disappointed she didn't do the scream and yell, this is my house. But there's still time. There's still time. And also, she didn't fucking do anything. Didn't do anything. So that brings me to the next part of this. So, see, my feelings have, I don't, I don't know. I'm all over the place because I love Paige. I think she's fantastic. That said, I love Paige when she could wrestle, right? So, uh, yeah, because as an internet personality, she's vaguely annoying. Well, yeah, let me put this out there before I get into any of this. I'm very happy that Paige is able to make a living. Okay, that, that, okay, well, this chick makes like 17 grand a month playing fucking video games. All right, she's doing all right. She's doing all right. I'm just saying, I never would deny someone the ability to make money. They're passionate. their passion. Yes, that exactly. That is what I'm talking about in general. But when it comes down to it, I have a couple kind of things. First, if she is going to wrestle with, which we weren't sure, and then it, Uncle Dave this morning said that as far as he knew, she was not cleared before she was signed or showed up. But we'll just say, if the plan is for her to wrestle, I have a big problem with the fact that they would let her, considering WWE, a company that had her 100% from the time she was 18, possibly slightly before that, correct? In in their system. Uh, possibly. Probably. She was probably getting looks before that. In their system, Mike. Made a movie about her life and paid her from 2017 to 2022 to not do anything. Still could not find it, find a way to consciously put this woman in a ring, right? Right. Also, let's not forget that that movie blessed us Uh with our current Black Widow. Right. Florence Pugh. Correct. Also, um, probably my favorite current actress, maybe. I don't know. I'm really watch her. Midsummer. She's, she's fucking she's, brilliant. She's brilliant in Hawkeye too. And fucking Hawkeye. God, Midsummer. I'm telling you, Midsummer, man. And this new flick she's got coming out. Uh, don't worry, yeah. darling. Look, just watched brilliant. the trailer last night with the wife. I'm I'm pumped. Anyway, but, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, so it just seems, and I know, like, there's. Words out there that all oh, well, Hunter wanted to re-sign her. I'm sure he did. I'm sure that it probably came to it when Vince. Vince is still trying to make as much money as possible and probably saw, look, we're paying her to not do anything. She can't do anything. And maybe it's time to, you know, we took mm-hmm. care of her. You know what I mean? They did. They did take care of her. She right. We got her to broke. a place where she's making $17,000 a month playing video games. Her boyfriend's can... a famous rock star who allegedly sexually assaults people. So, hey. Yeah. Like, she can swim on her own. Okay. She's probably she can doing swim okay. on her own. Right. 
she's free and Tony immediately signs her. Now, if she's going to wrestle anywhere, I would, I mean, I still, I, I worry with Edge. You know what I mean? I worried with Daniel Bryan in WWE. I worry even more now that he's over there and says, hey, I also want to do New Japan. That scares the shit out of me. But it goes next level when it's, we're talking AEW's women's division, Mike. Because, my opinion, there's a lot of very under-trained performers on that roster. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it time and time again. Like, do botches happen all the time? But you can literally lose fingers counting them on hands with AEW women's matches in a two-, three-hour show on a weekly presentation, right? Yes. And that doesn't, like, bode well for someone who, as we've heard, the wrong bump and she could die. So, Mm -hmm. and I mean, yes, it's a contact sport, the wrong bump, anyone can die, but when you already have a pre-existing condition, it just makes it a little scary for me. Um, I guess I feel the same way. Um, I don't... It is funny because, like, I didn't, I don't feel as strongly about it as I do with Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson. Um, I didn't feel as, I like, I, I, I don't, I don't know why because it's like the same exact scenario. But, um, and I also don't feel that way with Edge, really, you know? Um, here, let me, let me say, let me, maybe let me interject maybe why you feel that way. They were so far removed. You know what I mean? It's been right. so so long since Edge left, and it's really been quite some time since we've seen Paige in a functional way on screen, right? Right. Daniel Bryan was like every other month, right? Maybe he's clear. Right. Maybe he's clear. Right. So I think that Daniel Bryan just stayed fresh in our minds so for my, for me personally so much that it was like when he came back, it was like. I mean, you just you just left two years ago. Like you just mm-hmm. had to retire forever two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think maybe that's why it's not as impactful to me because like I haven't been getting regular updates on this shit. Well, and forever. he's been doing it for a while now, and it seems to be pretty going pretty well. Um, yeah. Same and, with Edge, man. I don't have yes. any trepidation with him. He yes. seems it seems to be going well. And the other thing, both Edge and Daniel Bryan had multiple doctors outside the system clear them to the point where they then took it to, he took it to WWE. I think Edge, it was more of just, you know, they already followed the Daniel Bryan path. So they were, mm-hmm. they were, they were good and they got cleared, but like that hasn't happened for her. So it, it worries me. Okay. All that said, if, she's not there to wrestle and i'll just say this if she's not there to wrestle then she's not probably going to be touched right so probably not no does she actually at best she'll be used um here's the thing i could okay so i'm gonna reference shibata out of new japan right okay um Essentially, Shibata was one of the guys that was going to be the future of New Japan, right? We're talking okay. was like Okada, Shibata, um, 
you're looking at this was like a time period when uh, Nakamura was there and uh, uh, Naito was younger. Um, but you had like these guys that were up and comers and names and Shibata was going to be the guy, right? Like, right. He, like he was like him and Okada. And honestly, weirdly enough at the time, Carl Anderson. Um, like, like people forget that there was a time that Carl Anderson was as big of a single star in Japan as Okada. Like they were on par with each other. Now, obviously Okada's greatly exceeded that since then. But like it's weird to think that there was a time when these guys were considered like, you know, same level. Shibata right. in a match with Okada um got injured very, very badly, like almost died. Um, I believe it was a neck injury or a head injury. Um Shibata was never supposed to wrestle again. Shibata came back a couple years ago and did some light physical work against Kenta when he returned. Um he took he took a beat down from the bullet club. Not a bad one. He wasn't getting slammed around. But he's had some light physical interaction. He's done his famous corner like kick. Um and he's had an exhibition match that was simply a standard wrestling match. Okay. I could see her being used in this way. Right? Um I I maybe they need some kind of I don't know. Female commentator, authority figure, something, right? Mm-hmm. Also, Shibata runs the New Japan Dojo in America. Paige wouldn't be a bad person to have on your roster to work with these women in the ring. No, not at all. That that would be that right there is where your biggest. And I think that if you combine all of those assets, training, um, an on-screen figure, right, and light physical work, I think she's easily worth the paycheck. Right. It, yeah. No, I agree. My whole thought was if she's, like, completely untouchable, like, how much did you pay for Because even, like, a manager that can't get physical – is a bad manager. You know what I mean? Like straight doesn't, up, a manager got to take do anything for you, whether whether to build heat or like you know be a payoff. Right, right. So I mean, even Paul Heyman, you know, he just went through a table at SummerSlam. So I mean, you got to be able to bump to be effective, and it doesn't have to happen all the time. And I, either way, I, I'm again. I like Paige. I'm glad to see her in some way, shape, or form in wrestling. I just hope that she's safe and they are safe with her. And I just kind of, you know, their track record's not the best. So yeah. it, it, it is concerning. But either way, if if she can, you know, help backstage, help with, uh, coaching, which I mean, I don't. They don't really seem to have a training facility, so I don't know how that works. They don't have house shows, 
so she can't help in that aspect. But if she's backstage, if she can offer advice, if she can offer a little bit of coaching, if she can... Maybe uh, give a woman's view on the booking. Yes, there we go. And help out with all of that, then this is a big deal for them. Yes. Um, if she just comes in and does a... If she, look, okay, let's compa- if, if she's the big show, it's a waste of money. Uh, yeah, that 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 is so perfectly spot on right there. If she's the big show, it's a waste of money. And mm-hmm. if she's Mark think, Henry, it's a waste of money. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't think they need to be doing that. So hopefully this works out for everyone. Um, again, it's cool to see her back. I love Paige. I hope she's healthy, happy, uh, in a good spot either way. Um, but yeah, interesting show. Uh, I don't know if the spoilers are out there or not, but supposedly with this taping for Rampage this week, there might be a Captain Insano uh, spot, speaking of Big Show. Um, I think that's ridiculous, but hey, whatever. Uh, I love it just because he's been, like, wanting to do this. I love yeah, it for him. Yeah, it's good for right? him. Because right. he's been wanting to do this. He's been talking about this for, like, 20 fucking years, man. <laughs> like, ha- like, legit. He's been talking about wanting to do this for 20 fucking years. And I like when wrestlers get to just have fun for the sake of fun, man. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Right, I'm not and, going to see it, so, but, you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, me, me neither. Uh, but that's, like, probably the perfect spot to end this because we're going to take a break. Mike's going to go rock his head off, and I'm going to come back and possibly talk about what might be one of our, you know, one of, in general, the general public's favorites. Uh, as a wrestler, maybe getting to have a lot of fun right now. Um, it does look like he's having fun right now, man. Or we're all just being completely duped and it's something completely different. But we're going to get into that. Mike, do you want to tell these people goodbye for now? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go take a shit in a shower. And I'm going to start fucking aggressively putting alcohol into my body like aggressively like 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 i'm angry at it um (laughs) i was eating this point i was eating island noodles yesterday if you go to any big concert event and they have island noodles fucking get them man fucking get them uh i I saw the picture they look delicious and my wife was like you're eating those noodles like you are angry at them and i was like that's how i eat all my food because once you go to basic training you always eat like you're a basic training you never it's just like once you have someone scream at you about how fast you eat you always eat fast um but Fair you guys enough. are beautiful uh i love you have a great rest of your week and have a great rest of your show with mike guys we will be right back This show has more leg slaps than WWE and AEW combined. Wait, why? Because it's funny. Leg slaps? Jesus, Triple H, Christ. You you guys really wanted me to read this garbage? Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Yikers, I'm recording. <laughs> This is drive by.
Welcome back. We're going to wrap today's show up with a little bit of, should I say, fan theory or strictly discussing and and talking about the excitement that I know me personally that I have for this. I know that the IWC as a whole seems to be eating this up, and that is the White Rabbit. Uh, if you are living under a rock, then you don't know what I'm talking about, but I'll briefly explain. So on Monday Night Raw, inconspicuous, well, actually, let me start at the beginning. Over the weekend, this past weekend, last week, when our episode came out, I believe it was that Friday's Smackdown during a commercial break at a house show on Saturday during a intermission and then again, I believe it happened again Monday Night Raw during our commercial break. WWE shot all the lights off in the arena, played the song White Rabbit by uh, Jefferson Airplane. And at the end of the song, like red lights flashed and came on and then went off. And then the lights returned to regular. This got people, bu- over the weekend, it's a live show, plus the SmackDown, it got people buzzing, like, what is going on? Like, are they just like playing this for no reason? Do they always do this? Do they play different songs during intermission and breaks? Uh, you know, the few live shows that I've been to in recent memory um, that were television shows, like, during the break, they sometimes have someone come out and maybe throw t-shirts, or they'd play, like, ads for upcoming WWE event or WWE sponsor ads, things like that. They never just stopped and played music. So it's definitely different unless things change. I haven't been to a WWE event in, well, since before COVID. Uh, So it's been a while. But that said, it, it, it got people buzzing. People were talking about it. And then Monday night, while Austin Theory was warming up in the back and they did a shot back there, there was a QR code over like over his right shoulder stuck to the wall or the bin or whatever was behind him. And if you look closely, it said, come with me over the QR code. So fans snapped a picture of the QR code or scanned the QR code, paused their DVR or their TV, whatever the case may be, and... It went all over the place. Hey, you need to check this QR code out. And we got a video of a white rabbit. Uh, Says, come with me. And goes down a little hole in a black and white spiral. Then a rabbit starts playing Hangman. Not Adam Page. The game Hangman, literally. Uh, The first few letters that it lands on spell out demon. And then an X. Uh, and then it completes the puzzle before leaving with one leg, one leg left to, uh, to lose. And it was, you did who killed the world. You did. So that was interesting for sure. Um, right after that, it flips to the white rabbit by a nine dot. 23 and then the rabbit flips sides and it now looks like the time 923 and it flips back and forth from what looks like a date 923 to what looks like a time 923 
course, 923 is as I'm recording this today, and that will be what happens on 923, which is a Friday, and there's SmackDown, and at 923, SmackDown is on TV, 923 p.m. East, East Coast time. So, that's all very, very intriguing, interesting. People have won, been going wild with fan theories, most... And, I mean, it's the most logical that this is Bray Wyatt. Now, over the weekend, before this video aired, a lot of people were like, well, this has something to do with Karrion Cross because Karrion Cross and Lucha Underground was known as the White Rabbit. That makes sense. What doesn't make sense is to bring Karrion Cross in as they did immediately, putting him in a storyline with Drew and possibly Roman, and then changing his gimmick before he's really gotten started. I think he's had one match on SmackDown against Drew Gulak, and that's it. And he's just been doing promos and appearances and run-ins. So it wouldn't make a lot of sense to just change his gimmick out of nowhere. But, could he be a red herring? I think it's possible. Could he be involved? I also think that's impossible. Or, I also think that is possible. Lots of things to think about. Now, before I get into it, I will go into the fact that as of this recording, WWE has either put out a new QR code video for what's maybe what's going to happen tonight at 923 or something else is going to happen tonight at 923. I don't know. But there's a new video, a new White Rabbit video, where he again goes down the rabbit hole and... You're brought to a mini game where there's like a little maze. There's flames bouncing around the maze, and you have to control the rabbit to get him to a red door. When he goes in the door, it comes up and it gives coordinates, latitude and longitude coordinates, and it says coal, C O A L. I have no idea what that coal means. The coordinates, I didn't do the research, but other pro wrestling fans on the internet did it for me. Supposedly the coordinates when used one way take you to the location of Monday Night Raw when inverse they take you to a swamp. I believe it said in Buffalo, but a swamp. So I don't know if that's just the case of that's how it happens if they flip them or if this was intentional. I feel like the fact that it goes to a swamp just happens to be a coincidence. Uh because, I mean, I don't think they were waiting to plan. As much as I think they're clearly putting effort into this, I don't think they put enough effort in to plan a show literally around this has to be a coordinate, a coordinate, you know, longitude and latitude that not only goes to where we are, but also takes us to a swamp land. I don't think that's just a bit much. So I'll say that's a coincidence. Another thing that's flown under a lot of people's radar, but I have seen this uh, pointed out, that... For a while now, like months, there's been objects and like birds specifically in backstage shots on WWE television on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, this past week on Monday when uh, I think his name's Kevin, one of the backstage interviewers was back there interviewing and there was a bird high, high up on a fence behind him. And then there was, I think, last week or the week before when Almost had his squash match. Uh, 
they were showing him walk to the ring from the back before commercial break, and they passed a one of those road road cases that had a bird that had like a big black crow with a very similar light bulb to what used to be in the old Bray Wyatt promos hanging from his mouth. There was also a lava lamp next to it, which means psychedelic. Jefferson Airplane was kind of a psychedelic type band. I don't know. It's very, very interesting stuff. But some of the theories out there are very, very interesting. My most favorite is that it could involve both Cross and Bray Wyatt and the fact that could this be Bray Wyatt returning and bringing the Firefly Funhouse to life? Okay, think about it. There was rumors that he wanted to do this initially, and it got shot down for whatever reason. But think about it. Bray Wyatt is still Bray Wyatt and can still be the Fiend or some variation or version of the Fiend. Um, Rambling Rabbit could become the literal white rabbit from Lucha Underground, carrying cross. That would kind of have to pull Scarlet in, right? Well, she could be a witch. That'd be the witch. We've got the return of Braun Strowman, a former Wyatt family member. Huskus the pig boy. And then we move into uh, the return, another return. And that's also something that's funny because these are all returns that could make it very interesting. Um, in Dexter Loomis, possibly being the embodiment of Mercy the Buzzard. I don't know. I like it. And then I think to myself, like, well, the lights flashed during Alexa Bliss's match. She, in her promo, had said something to Bailey about being 10 feet tall, which is a line from the White Rabbit song. So it all made a little bit more sense of connection there. She also was selling her left leg during the match, which was the missing leg on the hangman puzzle. That could just be a coincidence. Um, and I thought, but I would think she'd be Abby the Witch. But you, if you're doing cross, you got to have Scarlet. So where does Alexis, Alexa Bliss fit in? But Here's the thing. She's already a character. We just didn't realize it. She could be the first character come to life. Because Bray, or Abby, or God darn it, uh, Lily, Lily the doll, all that Lily stuff kind of took place, I believe, after Bray was released. I know the playground was slightly before, but I feel like Lily came into the picture either right during that time or right after. I don't have time to go research it right now. I'm doing this real quick for you guys. But uh, that could have been another Firefly Funhouse character or the reverse where he turned the character into... He turned Alexa Bliss into a character in his Funhouse instead of turning his Funhouse characters into living embodiments. Either way, she could be an additional character and it makes sense they all have a part to play. I don't know, guys. It's interesting. I like to. I don't like the fantasy book. We've talked. Me and Mike have both talked about that on the show. But this is something that they have done brilliantly. And if it's not Bray Wyatt, as long as it's something really, really cool, it won't be a letdown. But man, I think we all kind of want this to be Bray because it just makes so much damn sense. 
And no matter how they do it, whether it's just Bray, whether it's Funhouse Bray, Fiend Bray, Swamp Daddy Voodoo Magic Bray, I'm all for it because I really enjoy Bray Wyatt's work. I really enjoy his uh, creative. I really like his mind and what he does. So we'll see. Um, by the time you hear this, Friday will have already occurred, and I won't. You know, we'll, we'll know maybe a little more. Maybe we get something new. Maybe it's just what they released earlier in the afternoon. I'm not sure. But let's buckle up and take this ride and enjoy it. It seems to be pretty fun. Guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.